Welcome to the High Adventure Scouting Podcast. This is the source for all things high adventure for scouts, scouters, and anyone else interested in promoting high adventure trips for our youth. You can find all kinds of great high adventure options for your scouts at highadventurescouting.com. We are constantly updating the list of cool trips, and we want your input on your best trip. Welcome, High Adventure Enthusiast. We're excited, as always, to highlight a High Adventure base on this edition of the High Adventure Scouting Podcast. Now, today we're joined by Steve Nelson, Director of Camping for Philmont Scout Ranch. Now, Steve, thanks for joining us today on the High Adventure Scouting Podcast. Uh, There's been so many ups and downs at Philmont in the past three years, and I'd really like to see what's coming up in 2022 and you know, if there's something new coming up in the, in 2023, that that's awesome. But, you know, what are, what are the status of the programs for 2022 right now? Yeah. And you, you talk about the, the, the challenges, I guess, that Philmont has had uh, over the last few years uh, with the 2018 uh, and, and, and Rob, I fall right along in this because I started in this job as the director of camping in January of 2018. <laughs> that's right. My, my first season canceled uh, because of the fire. I guess I can't say my season, my, but anyway, the 2018 canceled because of the fire. And then 2019, we had transferred many crews uh, to that uh, next summer, and we were able to have a great summer, but, but it was big, 24,029 participants that year, which is, was about uh, 800 more than we'd ever done at Philmont uh, previously. Wow. Um, and, but we had a good season, but we stretched the infrastructure and we stretched our staff. And, and then of course, 2020, um, the year of COVID when, when all across the country pro camps and, and those, uh, opportunities were shut down. And then we prepared for, for 2021, um, which then again was the largest season Philmont has ever had with 25,001 participants, uh, that came through last summer. Um, what we, what we've learned is that we can run program that way, but we'd really rather run that program, uh, with maybe more about 18 or 19 or 20,000 participants instead of 25. Um, and, well, and so, I, I will tell you that, say, you know, we were there this past summer and, mm-hmm. uh, we out on the trail, we didn't, we didn't really notice that there were that many more people. We were told there were. And sure, in base camp, it was busy, but uh, we, you know, we didn't notice that. So you guys really handled all those extra people well, because as I mentioned before we started recording, uh, I, this was, uh, hopefully it was the third time the charm, because I, I was getting tired of being the, the, uh, the lead Trek uh, person <laughs> for our right. film mod tracks because it was the third time and I only got to go once. So I'm, uh, and I know that was frustrating for you guys also because, you know, here you've got this facility and nobody can come. So it's, it's got to be frustrating. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was, it was, and it was challenging. We had, you know, staff members that, uh, you know, there's only so many years during your college days that you can spend a summer or two or three or four working at, uh, at a summer camp like Philmont. And, and so we were concerned, uh, and probably most people don't know this, but 65% of our staff last year were first year staff members. Um, and so the training of that, uh, and then of course with COVID still affecting us, 
much of our training had to be online training or Zoom training rather than in-person training. And, and uh, you know, I'm glad to hear that, that, uh, that, that the program went very well for you, but, but our staff really, really worked hard to, to deliver a great program for participants last summer under circumstances that were not the best. And, um, and we're looking forward to this, this next summer, uh, 2022, with uh, our, our participant count will probably be somewhere around the 19,000, maybe up to 19.5 range, which is very doable. Um, we've had a team of, uh, of our staff that have been working on itineraries um, and making those adjustments to the itineraries that, that need to be made. Um, it, it, we, we've not completely finalized those, but they're very, very close right now. Uh, we have a couple of camps that we're probably going to rest uh, for a summer because, uh, because the numbers will not be as big, and we have some opportunities to do that. Um, um, and, and then I see that uh, you know some of the things that we started last year, like the hike through the burn scar, from Cimarroncita to, to Sawmill, that will be continued. And we're, we're trying to add, it looks like we're gonna add another opportunity that would be kind of through the burn scar, um, but helping us to, to move people north to south, uh, which we could not do at all in 2019. Um, so we're, we're still working on, on those programs. And, and then beyond that is, is, uh, is then recruiting and hiring the very best staff that are going to be able to uh, to come out and deliver a great program and using the experience that they had last year uh it looks like we've got a good good number of staff members that that are going to really come in and, and deliver a great program um one of the things you'll you'll see that we we plan on being back in the dining hall in camper dining hall next uh next summer uh we had to do to-go meals this last year and we're looking forward <laughs> to being back in the in the dining hall um you know, we're, we're right in the middle of a very busy time of the year of, of buying trail food uh, and, and then starting getting ready to track me, pack meals. Um, we were actually uh, finalizing the order on, on Arrowhead patches today. So we're, we're getting ready to purchase those for next summer. It's that time of year when, when we're doing all of the prep, prep work to get everything ready and uh, get staff hired and get ready to go for the summer. Well, that's awesome. Now, for for twenty twenty two, are there uh, are there programs or are they basically the the traditional, you know, seven, nine, and twelve day treks that most people know about? Are are there some that are open at all, or are you completely full for twenty twenty two? No, they're they're probably openings, uh, especially uh, for twelve day treks. Uh, you could probably almost choose any day, and you'd find an opening. Uh, we've added additional seven and nine days with, there is, there's more demand coming from, from the field to have more of the shorter treks. And so, um, we continue to kind of adjust that a little bit and we've added more seven and nine days and, and we'll do that again here in the next little while that we'll add a few more to see if we can, uh, if there's still demand out there to, to up those numbers a little bit more, um, so uh, I don't know that we'll ever go away from the traditional 12-day trek, but I think we'll, we'll see in the future 
because of the demand on uh, primarily adult advisors, yeah. uh, we'll have more seven and nine day treks that will happen. We all know the major high adventure bases around the country, and they offer some awesome programs. Have you been searching for a cool alternative from your typical high adventure trip? As a scout leader, I want to give our scouts some great alternatives. You need to check out highadventurescouting.com. You'll find information on over 30 different council high adventure bases in 24 states. Maybe you're looking for a do-it-yourself option and need some ideas. Maybe you've taken a great trip and you want to share your good fortune with your fellow scouts and scouters. Just send us the details and we'll publish your trip. Whatever your interest, highadventurescouting.com is the one-stop shop for all things high adventure. That's highadventurescouting.com. Well, the, the 12 day, you have to really plan. And, you know, seven, seven days, okay, that's that's a little, a week or a little more. Um, 12, we, we got ours in from a, a Saturday to a Sunday, the following Sunday. So it was basically two weeks, but, uh, I, I work for myself, so <laughs> I can take off any time I want, but at all, I also don't have a vacation per se. So you have to, you have to plan, plan that. And I'm not, I'm not surprised that people are asking for those shorter treks because of, uh, uh adult advisor schedules. Um, most yeah. of the time, the, uh, the scouts don't really care one way or another. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> it's the, it's the advisors that need to go along those. So yeah, demands on family are, are, are there. And, you know, one of the things that we have to look at when we go to those shorter day treks is how do we get people acclimated and get them up into the higher mountains without putting them there too quickly. Uh, and, and that's the challenge, especially for seven day treks is, uh, is, you know, to get to, to, to summit Baldy on a seven day trek is, is really hard because you, you go up too fast and, and people struggle with the altitude. Um, yeah, that, that was my main concern. The three times I was planning trips out there is, uh, you know, being at some type of altitude for at least a day too preferable. And mm-hmm. the way the, the Philmont treks are usually, you know, building you up to that. Uh, so you're not going up Baldy or Phillips the first day you're, you're going maybe, 7,000, maybe 8,000 and, and up. So it, that was the one thing that I worried about. And the, we drove uh, from mm-hmm. the St. Louis area where I'm from and uh, drove through Texas. And there's some, some elevation through, uh, uh, through that part of Texas. So we were able to get that. Not everybody can do that. A lot of people will uh, fly, uh, ride the train, those kind of things. So uh, it's sometimes beneficial to plan an extra day at Philmont to acclimate yourself and the trip will be much better. So I, I agree that, that uh, especially people coming from low elevation, uh, that to have that opportunity to get acclimated a little bit helps a great deal. Uh, exactly. Especially that'll become more important as we, as we add more and more shorter treks uh, to the to program. You know, one thing I wanted to make sure that we talked about Rob was the preparedness seminars that we are have been offering. We, we did these all of last year and uh, we've started again for this season, uh, preparing for, for, for 2022. Um, we, we put these out on our Facebook page. It's a, a Facebook live event that we, uh, I can say that most of it is a live. Also, 
uh, I think they're available on YouTube. Is that correct also? Yep, there's on our YouTube channel, but okay. they're also, the easiest place to go find them is is on the, the Philmont website. Uh, okay. There's a button right on the front page that takes you to the preparedness seminars. We still have all of last year's that are on there, and then the new ones will be added as we, we do the new ones this year. Awesome. Awesome. I know there was one of those that uh, you guys lost internet or power or something. I can't right. remember. <laughs> but th those are extremely uh, well done. And those of you who haven't uh, watched any of those, uh, they cover a different subject each time for the most part. So, and it's really specific on time of year. You know, this time of year, you're kind of preparing as you get closer to your trek, talk about, you know, cooking methods and and uh, and other things like that and they're they're really good to uh, for not only seasoned advisors but new advisors to really get a handle on what uh, what this trek is going to be all about because there there's a lot of planning and you want to make sure you're prepared if you're not it's not going to be a fun experience and exactly so, yep so i think i think i'm i'm glad that you guys do those kind of things I participate in a uh, uh, kind of a similar type event through Facebook with an independent group uh, once a month and uh, combine those two together. And it's it's really a good uh, overview of what not only Philmont information they have, but also people who've been there. They've done it and the type of equipment they've used, the stuff that they don't think works and uh, not necessarily the things that you are going to cover. Uh, per se, you know, what water, uh, uh, water bottle is best, you know, well, yep. Philmont uh, doesn't really care on that. It's, <laughs> it's personal preference. Uh, I have my own ideas on that. So <laughs> yeah, I've, I've watched uh, some of those other, uh, some of those that are out there and they and they are very, very well done. I, uh, I appreciate the work that other, that other groups are doing to, uh, to help spread the message and help people make decisions on how what kind of gear and, and, and how to plan and how to do all those things. Um, but I, but I also would encourage everybody to, to look at the council unit planning guide that is posted on the website, as well as the guidebook to adventure, which is now days away from being published on the internet on the website. And then will be sent out in March for this, for the Philmont specific guidance that needs to be adhered to as well. Yeah, I and we talked about that on the one of our last uh, Facebook Live events, and I, I actually I had one. I, I have one of my I have one in my hand right now from 2021. Actually, I've got them all the way back 2018. And if you can't that those the writing in those are pretty small, and those are offered on the website also for those who right. want something a little more, little little bigger. But this is the kind of the Bible for those going to Philmont because it has everything in there. There's really if you have a question, it's probably it's probably answered in the uh, uh, seventy eight pages uh, or so that that is encompassed there. So I think that's a that's a really good resource, and I'm glad you guys send that out to uh, everybody in the crew. That's awesome. Excellent. Well, any anything we left out uh, for you know, especially for for twenty twenty two, what did I, we not talk about? Um, you know, there's probably things, uh, I, I would say also maybe to, to make sure we're paying attention to the youth protection guidelines yeah. as we're preparing for treks of the right type of leadership and, uh, you know, male, female, and all those kind of things in, in the different crews that we have now. And, 
making sure that we're uh, keeping kids uh, as, as safe as we can and and doing that that part of it um, which is all you know in the guide in the guide to safe scouting as well as in the council and unit planning guide exactly exactly so well, awesome I I think that's all good information and uh, uh, but say Steve I, I want to thank you for joining us today on the high adventure scouting podcast thank you very much Rob I appreciate the opportunity all right. Now I want to thank Steve Nelson, Director of Camping at Philmont Scout Ranch, for joining us today. Now you can get more information on their programs at philmontscoutranch.org. That's philmontscoutranch.org. All the information on all the treks, lots of videos can be found out there. So any questions you have, it's probably on the website. Thanks for joining us today. And remember to tell your friends about this podcast. You can find us online at highadventurescouting.com, on Facebook, or Instagram. If you have any questions or ideas for future podcasts, just email us at info at highadventurescouting.com. This podcast and website are independent and not affiliated with any youth organization. Happy High Adventure! This has been a production of High Adventure Resources.